his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter, host of the state of California, along with Patty Rising and Chris Ancarlo. California and especially the Bay Area continue to make remarkable progress against COVID-19 with fewer people in the hospital and steadily dropping rates of transmission. But there are pockets of the state where the opposite is true in the far northern part of the state and in the Central Valley. Vaccination rates remain low and hospitals are overwhelmed. In Fresno, the ICUs are packed. There's a shortage of hospital beds and ambulances. The Delta variant continues to surge there, and the pandemic remains an urgent crisis. For more, we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Dr. Kenny Bond. He is an associate professor of clinical emergency medicine at UCSF Fresno, pulling extra shifts in the ER at the trauma center there. He also directs the Mobile Health and Learning COVID-19 Equity Project, so he manages the region's largest vaccination and testing site. Thank you so much for being with us today. I know you're busy, and you're well-positioned to give us some perspective on what COVID-19 is like on the ground in the Fresno area right now. So, so just how bad is it there? Oh, well, thanks for having me on the show here. So, yeah, we wish we were in a better state. We definitely, this month has been really, really hard in the Valley. And you guys always highlight how well California is doing. But, you know, there's certain regions like us that have really have significantly different numbers than what you see there in the Bay Area. And I'm intrigued, actually, by this uh, islands of infection that we see throughout California. You know, the state's been really aggressive in messaging for people to get vaccinated. Why is that message not being heard there? Uh, It's probably multiple factors. Uh, There are access issues. We are a health impoverished area. You know, we have two and a half times less physicians per capita than our compadres here in the Bay Area. So one, there's less healthcare, less hospitals, less clinics, less doctors. There's also a larger um, undocumented population here. So there's uh, large minority groups, large immigrant and refugee populations. There's fear for discovery. So there's various reasons. And then ultimately, there is still a lot of vaccine more resistance, as well as a geopolitically different area in our region. So what are you doing about vaccine resistance? So number one, two, and three, you always approach it with education. You know, you try to talk to the groups. You try to talk to all, whether it's religious groups, community organizations. Uh, we try to talk to police organizations. All, all these ones that we talk about where we do know that there's a high rate of resistance. We've made PSAs uh, for approaching young women with heads of reproductive and endocrinology for in, infertility issues and concerns that we may hear about dis and misinformation out there and what's really 
the best for your individual health. So by and large, number one, we approach it from an education standpoint. And hopefully that does, to some aspect, get people who are a little hesitant and uh, concerned about and win them over. I will say, though, there's still a percentage of just flat out, I'll, I'll call it the resistors. They're not hesitant. They're vaccine resistant. And that certainly is a larger part in our region. And is that for political reasons more there, do you think? Or is it cultural, religious? What do you see? And what is the vaccination rate in your area? Do you know? Oh, certainly. Yeah. So if you look at our, um, I think a lot of it truthfully does line a lot with uh, political reasons. So all those other reasons you say also contribute. But I do think uh, the political landscapes in different regions certainly play into vaccination rates. Our current Fresno County fully vaccinated rate hovers right now all comers, the whole population is about 45 and change percent. So you compare that to the San Francisco County at 74 percent. And truthfully, with a large percentage of your unvaccinated counting as the children and people that aren't eligible yet. So we're basically batting double your unvaccinated population rate if you look at from a total population. And anecdotally, we've heard these stories about people, they come in with COVID infection, and it's at that point, they're like, well, can I get vaccinated? Uh, is it too late for me? H- have you seen anything like that on the ground where, where people finally get the message as they come to the hospital? Oh, absolutely. You see people coming in sick now, and we see a lot of people, you know, on oxygen, trying to stay, stave off the ventilator, um, sort of, quote unquote, repenting, wishing they had gotten, wish they took it seriously, begging for the vaccine. Now, you, as you are probably well aware, you, you're not supposed to give it while you're actively infected and sick. So they, they, we can't give it while they're in the hospital. So I work in the ER and the ICU as well as working in vaccination. So I see kind of COVID in all its forms from the benign and asymptomatic to the, you know, unfortunately, um, mortal and death at the end, too. So it's unfortunate that people have to see that or experience that to change some people's minds. But we certainly have had some come around and we've had an uptick in vaccinations in the last two months that are really attributed, I feel, to um, the Delta variant, as you, as you mentioned, with a lot more uh, infectivity and sickness going on, particularly with young people, but also with vaccine mandates and work requirements with vaccines as well. Give us an idea what it's like to work in the emergency room right now. How severe are the cases of COVID that you're seeing? Well, I'll say there's a, um, a little bit of shift with Delta coming in where, you know, with the first cu- couple waves we had, there was a lot of elderly, a lot of immunocompromised, kind of the people you expect to see coming in. But we really had a fairly rare amount of coming in with, uh, you know, ICU young people and uh, 30, 40 year olds that didn't have health causes and other comorbidities. But with Delta in the last two months, we see a lot more of those people. You know, a lot of people that you didn't expect to, you know, I'm young and healthy. Why would I get sick? And now they're in the ICU or hospitalized with damaged lungs and other, unfortunate, other long-term problems with it. You know, we um, do our best to take care of them. I will quote that by and large, the percentages are, it's, um, it's almost all amongst the unvaccinated, you know, amongst those hospitalized, in particular those in the ICU, where the last time I was on in the ICU, there was, the only unvaccinated people that were in the ICU were those who were known immunocompromised, you know, cancer patients and other reasons. One last one for you. We're running out of time, but what can the state do to better reach this population so that your region is not forgotten and left behind as the rest of the state emerges from this pandemic? Yeah, so some of it, thanks for that question. Some of it is resource allocation, of course. You know, there's there's a real shortage of healthcare workers, and I'm talking about physicians, nurses, respiratory therapists, medical assistance here in the Valley. So some of it is, you know, the expectation in our area that's very impoverished, large Medi-Cal, large socioeconomically depressed area, 
that there's a trickle-down economy that, you know, people, people trained in L.A. and San Fran will come and move to these inland empires, central valleys, and northern rurals. And, you know, evidence just really shows that that doesn't work. We really need to train our own and have the resources to do that. Um, that that's by far and away number one thing we need to do is get the resources so that we can handle that. Secondly, I do think that we need to accept it as, you know, accepted standard of care, just like uh, employers and stuff are talking about mandates of testing or vaccinations. We have to kind of go broadly, just like the state did with all healthcare workers about requiring vaccinations. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for being with us and for doing the work that you're doing there. Dr. Kenny Bond, Associate Professor of Clinical Emergency Medicine at UCSF Fresno, where things are a lot different from the way they are here in the Bay Area. They have about half the vaccination rate and they're overrun by cases. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.